0: Spike podcast episode 91. Another happy review. I say sarcastically, drop the dark sider with you for a Friday edition. I was gonna wait until like Monday because it's Christmas and it's a Thursday game, but this this shit show deserves a, a raw, quick, quick emotional kind of podcast and not like waiting four days and then getting all logical. Although I will be logical anyway, but so <laughs> the Jets. The Jets scored 3 points at home last night against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, I know the Jacksonville Jaguars are on the way up. They've gotten better. Their quarterback's really good, but they don't exactly have the freaking 2000 Ravens defense and the Jets couldn't uh the Jets couldn't punch in more than 3 and that 3 came because the Jets finally got a turnover. So let's start with the good. Let's start with the good. Forget 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 going crazy. We'll start with the good, right? The Jets got a turnover. Woohoo! Yeah, and um There was one other good, too. I forgot what it was. See, I already forgot what it was. Um, So does the Jets get a turnover? Uh, um, Oh, I forgot. Whatever. Jets get a turnover on the first drive, right, and then get the ball. I'm not sure where. I missed the first few minutes of the game because uh, I was at a company holiday party. I walked in, turned on the TV just in time to see Zach Wilson get sacked and the Jets kick the field goal. So I know the Jets got the ball in the the 20-ish 20 20 to 30 yard line, whatever the case is, couldn't do anything with it, settle for a field goal, have a three-nothing lead. And then, you know, the defense after one good drive, um, you know, turns into the defense that we've seen the last few weeks. And even though they don't give up a lot of points, I've seen guys say that they, they're not giving up points and the defense play great. No, the defense did not play great. Let's get that out of the way right now. The defense did not play great. The defense is a good defense that is not anywhere near great or elite. And the defense all night gave up chunks and chunks of yards again. Again, they're just giving up chunks and third down plays. And Jacksonville at one point had a nine-minute drive and didn't even have a third down until they got to inside the 10. I mean, this is is an elite defense. I mean, it's so overrated at this point. And suddenly now it's like, you know, this is what I'd like the Jets to do. How about studying the film of your opponent and taking advantage of their weaknesses? That would be nice because that's what Jacksonville did, right? They must have spotted something in what Detroit did with that tight end last week at the end of the game. Jacksonville ran that type of play all night long and ran for 15, 10, 15, 20, 25 yards all, every time. It's like the Jets just—they made a pact with each other not to bother defending short cross, pa- crossing patterns, right? All night long on these short, these short passes on the outside, very, very shallow passes on the outside would, would, would gain. Anything the Jacksonville Jaguars needed, and I'm going to stop saying Jacksonville Jaguars every time. Jags will go with Jacksonville. Um, so, so the defense, this whole bend don't break thing becomes very tedious, and and the points are a, you know, it's 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 a mirage because what happens is the defense gives up these long seven and eight and ten play drives and chunks and chunks of time, and the Jets they were they were they were like half of the time of possession until the fourth quarter last night. You're not going to win games like that. Unfortunately, we had the the offense and the defense playing shitty independent of each other. It wasn't like it usually is where the offense will will put the defense in a bad spot because of a turnover or a a lot of three and outs. The defense did this before the offense even had the chance to, to put them in a bad spot. Now, I know I bring up same old Jets every week. This was not a same old Jets unless you really want to expand the definition and say that when the Jets have a completely inept quarterback and the offense is is struggling and can't get anything done at that, that same old jets. I don't really consider that same old jets. So this that's the other bright side. You you won't hear me whine about the jets being the same old jets because they just they just sucked. They were outplayed from from the very beginning other than that first drive. They were outplayed completely. They were outcoached, they were outplayed and it's just it, it's a disaster. This team went from promising, hopeful playoff hopefuls to to an utter embarrassment again. I don't know how it happened. I don't know where the wheels came off so totally. I mean, it starts with Wilson, it, it continues with LaFleur, but and Corey Davis, I mean, a huge drop that they they ended up getting a first down on the next play anyway, but Corey Davis, come on, man. Um the wheels have come off again to the point where the Jets are are embarrassing again. They're embarrassing. They are they're, you know, they're the butt of everybody's jokes. They they are just they're Completely inept, right? He had a bunch of games where they gave games away, so it wasn't as inept because they were scoring for the most part. But there was that second New England game where they couldn't do anything offensively. It was yesterday where they couldn't do anything offensively. Just, I mean, it's it's the wheels have come off so bad that you had a team that was five and two, six and three, seven and four, now at seven and eight, and and going backwards. It's just, it's it's bad. And it's it's painful to watch. I mean, it was really painful last night. So let's start a little bit with uh, let's start a little bit with Jack with uh, Jacksonville with uh, Zach Wilson. Okay, Zach Wilson is lost enough with him, enough with this already. Now I am not going to be like a lot of people who say cut him, get rid of him, he's done with the Jets. But he should be done with the Jets now. There is no possible explanation. For running Zach Wilson out there again this year, none other than every other quarterback gets hurt. Okay, Zach Wilson is completely overwhelmed. He's completely overwhelmed, and I and I was arguing with a couple of friends last night about the line and how bad the line is, and they're not giving him any time, and, and all of that is true. That is very very true. The line is not good, but here's the thing. Okay, number one, good quarterbacks or even just NFL quarterbacks in general will escape. Anything but the, the the worst pressure and make us make a move, whatever. And Zach Wilson did that a lot. Zach Wilson got away from the pressure and got outside a number of times. And every time he threw the ball way, way out of out of the range of any possible receiver catching it. It was, I mean, it, it's painful to watch this guy. And, and a couple of these rollouts that he did when he, on these plays he's supposed to be good on, you know, schoolyard ball, plays broken, he runs outside and throws. A couple of those plays he got all the way outside and got his feet set. But what Zach Wilson does at that point, he throws the ball like a punt. Right? This great arm he's supposed to have—he throws, he he reaches back, and you can see him throw with all his might, and it doesn't go as far as he wants it to because it's so high. It's like a punt. It's like hang time, and it's always underthrown. Always. He had he had uh, Garrett Wilson last night. Garrison was probably ten feet behind the receiver, and if Zach Wilson throws the ball on a on a rope, a solid line. He hits, he, you know, I mean, I, I would have been pissed, but even if he gave Wilson, the, Garrett, the other Wilson, Garrett Wilson, a chance to to catch the ball, maybe he overthrows it, maybe it's it's offline, whatever, but this ball was a punt, and Garrett Wilson had to come back for it, and now, instead of Garrett Wilson being in a position to make the play or, you know, off to the races, he's now playing defense and has to bat the ball away so that the, the ball isn't picked off, you know? I mean, this is, this is what Zach Wilson does. He does escape the pressure, so I'm not going to blame the line entirely. Yes, we know the line is bad. How about your offensive coordinator coming up with something that that will kind of combat that instead of having Wilson fade back with fourth step drops every time? he's not, You know the line's not going to protect him. You know he's not good in the pocket. Why do you continue to put him in that position? I don't get it. I don't get the offensive coordinator, and the Zach Wilson experiment has to be done for now. Again, I am not going to be the guy saying that Zach Wilson's done here. You cut him, whatever. He's got two years left on a rookie deal. They are not going to cut him. What they should do, what they better do, is face facts that Zach Wilson is nowhere near ready right now, and he sits down until he earns his way in. And if he never earns his way in, then he's just a guy on the bench that, that's there for emergencies. And that's fine. I'm okay with that. He's cheap. He's going to be sitting on the bench doing nothing. He cannot be a starter on this team unless he actually earns it. He just cannot. Whether it's Mike White, whether you bring in a vet, uh, I, I would not go the the drafting another quarterback route. Uh, this team, unfortunately, fortunately and unfortunately, it's both, this team has come too far too soon and has too many uh, win now aspects to it, even though I mean everybody's playing like shit now. But they have too many win now aspects for the Jets to go back to a rookie quarterback at this point. So I think that's off the table. I think you see what you have in Mike White. If he doesn't sign somewhere else, which is a very distinct possibility, you go to um, the free agent market or the trade market and you trade for somebody. All right. If if you're smart, if the Jets are smart, this is what they do. They basically shelf Wilson for now. That's it. Put him on the shelf and. Go get a you know a vet with two years left on his deal or or you know signed for two years, whatever, go get a vet to, to get in there and help continue grow to grow this team. And if that's Mike White or if that's somebody else, and let Wilson learn, okay? Let him sit on the bench and learn. And at the end of that two years, or maybe even sooner, the best case scenario, best, absolute best case scenario is Zach Wilson progresses, this vet is signed, you realize that Wilson's got a higher ceiling, and then eventually Wilson gets back in there, whether it's in year two or whatever, and then the vet sits behind him. You know, there's been countless vets that have done that. Kurt Warner with with Eli Manning here. There's so many. I mean, you can go through tons of them. So that's what the Jets would do if they're smart, Right. I don't know if they're going to end up doing that. I don't know. You know, some of my friends have have said that the Jets are are trying to justify the second pick, and and I don't want to believe that they are going that they're, they're hamstringing everything just to just to save their 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 view. You know, their 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 pick. I think Douglas has done enough with the rest of the team to survive if Wilson fails, as long as he gets a guy in there. Um, I don't think this is any longer a matter of well, if the quarterback fails, you're out the door. There's too much good and too much was built. To, to say that. So there's no reason to hang on to your pride. In fact, Look at what the Cardinals did with Josh Rosen. They gave up after one year. They realized they made a mistake. I know they brought a new coach in. It's a different scenario, but it doesn't matter. You have to be decisive. You can't sit back and hope for the best, but if the Jets are smart, that's what they'll do. They'll get put Wilson on the bench. They go get a vet for two years, and I have a two-year window to try and win while they develop him or let him walk after his rookie deal is done. It's that simple. That should be the plan. It better be the plan. I can't see anything else because you cannot, you cannot hand Zach Wilson the keys again until he's ready. You're doing a disservice to the to the team most first and foremost because there comes a time when you can't pick the one you have to pick the other 52 and i think i think that time came when when wilson botched that that um that interview after the game against new england but he has said all the right things since then and you know white got hurt nothing you can do about that but you can't pick the the one over the 52 again going forward and the fact that they put in strevler last night is is indicative of the fact that you know i'm hoping that that they agree and they feel the same way so speaking of strevler um everybody's been screaming for this guy all year and and this is my my biggest thing with jets fans is that they they are so you know we, not just they we are so we are so jaded and and and, and abused we have ptsd about the jets is that we're always just satisfied with better than what we have so chris strevler came in last night uh, after they finally had enough of Wilson, I mean, it was it was painful. Uh, Stravler came in and sparked the offense, and the offense looked halfway decent. I'm not gonna say it looked good; they didn't score, and the guy doesn't have any kind of arm on it. But he did spark them, and he's gonna last about two weeks because he he keeps trying to be. Uh, he thinks he's Josh Allen. He's gonna get himself killed. And uh, you know, let's 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 keep in mind that strevler came in. Didn't put any points on the board, and the team probably didn't have any film on him. So you get a team that's gonna that's gonna look at some film. They're gonna prepare the the, the pumpkin. He's gonna turn into a pumpkin. The the the, the shine's gonna be off of, of Chris Streveler very quickly. But but Chris Streveler in one drive showed some balls and moxie. You know, like just like Mike White has that that we don't see in Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson's a timid little scared kid, right? Chris, Chris Streveler went in there, showed some balls, showed some moxie, showed, showed the team, you know, showed some spark, did what he had to do. And the team moved the ball more on that first drive with Streveler than they did uh, in the entire game with Zach before that. And that is not a, a, a glowing thing for Chris Streveler. That is indicative of how bad Zach Wilson is right now. That's what that is. It just illustrates just how bad Zach Wilson is playing because You know, this is not like a week to week comparison where, you know, some guy's out or some guy's hurt or whatever, and and the quarterback doesn't have the benefit. No, it's the same game. This is the same game, the same line, the same breakdown on the line, and Streveler managed to, to turn it into an advantage by by running or getting out of the pocket and throwing, and he doesn't have much of an arm on him, but he did make a couple of nice throws. He's certainly not the answer. I don't want to hear anybody talk about Streveler being the answer. He's definitely 100%, no question, not the answer. He's just better than Zach Wilson right now, and Jet fans seem to be thrilled with that. They want Chris Streveler in there now, and and folks, don't. Don't be rooting for Chris Streveler to be in there. Okay, let him let him be a nice little a nice little change of pace guy like Taysom Hill. Let him be the, the, the Tim Tebow type who comes in and 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 tries to you know tries to mix things up a little bit. Do not rely on him to be your quarterback. It, it, it'll it'll go bad very quickly. And I think the Jets realize that too. It's just we're so PTSD about better than what we have that we're willing to settle for mediocre because it's better than the shit we've been fed all this time. Um, Corey Davis a big big drop on third down uh, when Strevler was in there Um, you know Strevler ended up um, hitting uh, I forget who for the fourth down on the on the next play so it wasn't the end of the world but Corey Davis dropped one a perfect pass right in his freaking chest and he dropped it I mean this this guy how many big drops has Corey Davis had over the couple of years he's been here it's really I mean it's It's disheartening. A veteran, a big guy like that. He's your possession guy. He's not he's not your burner. He's not your he's not a stud. He's your possession guy. He's the guy that's supposed to get you to first down. He's the guy that's gonna make those big catches. He's the one who's gonna put his body on the line to to get you that big first down. And he drops so many first down passes. So oh, let's talk about Berrios for one second, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna my weekly rampage against Berrios before I move on. It was a kickoff late in the game, or maybe it was the middle of the game. Whenever it was, and it was headed out of bounds. And Berrios, like at the two yard line, takes the ball in his hands. Thank God his foot was on the line, so it turned into a, you know, a penalty, and the Jets got the ball in the forty. But can you imagine this guy? If his foot wasn't on the line, he actually fields that ball, and and freaking and 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 gets you know he gets tackled or or steps out of bounds at the two. Can you imagine? I mean, you would have to cut him. He. It kind of embodies the the Jets in their complete lack of situational awareness at this point. It's fucking annoying. Anyway, um, Garrett Wilson fumble. <laughs> Come on, this is this is one of those like football follies things that you know happens to the Jets so much more often than a lot of other teams. So Garrett Wilson catches a ball for a big first down. He's and and, and you know he he basically gets hung up with a guy who flips over and accidentally kicks the ball out of Garrett wilson's hands fumble recovered by jacksonville i mean i mean obviously if the guy had purposely kicked then it would it would be a penalty it wouldn't be allowed but he kind of flipped over and his foot hit the ball and knocked it right out of wilson's hands i mean this is when things are going wrong they certainly go wrong and it's it's there's nothing you can do all right I'm, i'm looking through my notes um you know, the defense just, just not very good right now. Not good. Zach, terrible, completely overwhelmed. Can't hit the broadside of a barn, not to be too cliche. Uh Silas press press conference after the game. He let off. Of course, you knew the first question was going to be about, about Streveler and, and Wilson. And um, <clears throat> you know, he he said basically that Streveler was was meant to go in there as a package play, kind of just you know, a change of pace, kind of kind of mix things up a little bit, and then he actually sparked the offense a little, so they left him in. So I guess that's probably true. I mean, maybe he doesn't want to just say straight out, "Hey, we benched Wilson because he was bad." But regardless, I'm not sure which one's worse for Wilson—that you know he got benched for a for a practice squad guy. I mean, Strever never hung on anywhere, or that um, you know <laughs> Strever went in there and and sparked the team enough that they said, "Forget it, Zach, sit down." Regardless, you have to read between the lines. The coach is always going to say what he has to say for the press. To, to make things as as nice and 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 um diplomatic as possible that's why coach speak exists right actions are what you should be looking at and they took Zach Wilson out and put this guy in and left him in and never looked back that should and I'm saying should because there's no other team on the freaking planet would would go back to Wilson after all of this unless they absolutely had to because of injury this should be the end of Zach Wilson for this year and then we see him in training camp competing with whoever they bring in there's no there's no excuse whatsoever for going back to Zach Wilson right now for the last two games. There's none. I heard someone say last night on the radio that, you know, maybe being away from the home crowd will help him out. And like, right, because going into hostile environments where there's screaming in his face and he can't hear the snap count and everything else is going to, especially Seattle is going to help him. I mean, if, if you can't handle booze when you're playing badly, then, you know, you're not going to be able to handle road games. It's just not going to work. And speaking of Zach Wilson, he was really good in his press conference. His second press conference in a row that I was very impressed with the kid. And, and you know, I, I'm I'm older now. <laughs> I'm getting older. I am uh, you know I'm not that that. Like so many people are still so full of hate, right? They get on there and they're like, "Oh, fuck okay, him! I hope he dies." Like I feel bad for the kid. I've gotten I've gotten old enough and soft enough now that that even though he's awful and he's he's killing my team, I feel bad for him. He's up there talking about how how you know he was upset to see struggled moving it because he realized he couldn't do it and and whatever whatever. I mean, I don't feel bad enough to give him a chance. Hell no, he's got to sit down. But I do feel bad for what he must be going through to to, to do that. And he's saying all the right things this time. And it seems genuine. It's not like, you know, again, with his last press conference, um, he was saying all the right things. And I, and I said, he looked genuine. It didn't seem like he was coached, you know, coached like a media coaching to say these things. And it seemed the same way here. He said all the right things about how he's just not getting it done. It's frustrating. And he feels terrible for the team. And he needs, I mean, he was, he was really good. So whatever the case is, got nothing to do with anything. It's got nothing to do with the, what's the expression, the price of milk in China um Zach Wilson should be done as Jets quarterback for now okay I am not gonna again for the third time I am not gonna be the extremist here who's saying he should cut him and he's done he'll never be anything it's it's hard to look that way but I think the Jets need to be smart here and uh you know this is not year three or four like it is with some of the other guys this is the end of year two they have him for at least another two years they need to make a decision on him at the end of next year and that decision right now would be very clear you don't you don't you either trade him for nothing at the end of next year, but now you're gonna get absolutely nothing for him in the offseason. So you keep him, you see if you can work on him, you saw something in him to begin with. If you can't work with him, then he sits he rides the bench until he's done and you, you find a way to trade him or cut him at some point, but it's not now. Zach Wilson, I don't think, is going anywhere on this team, but he cannot be handed the keys to the to the franchise again. He just can't. Okay. After after benching him because he because of because of his attitude and now benching him because of his play, there is no turning back on that. There's just none. You can't do it. All right. So I don't think anybody hit the um, the final score. Um, I did say that the worst case scenario was Jacksonville winning by 16. I just didn't think it would be this low scoring. I had it at 30 to 12. If uh, the Jets, if, well, if if everything went wrong, which it did, the defense wasn't very good. Um, it, it did hold tight on some on some later. Um, on some later parts of drives to to hold the field goals. They had four field goals, but um, you know, and the offense was completely inept. I figured the Jets would, I overrated it. I overrated it. I said 30 to 12. Uh, the Jets, I don't know why I thought the Jets would put up 12. I mean, this game felt like it was completely over at 13-3. At 13-3, I text my friend and said, this is over. I mean, I've, you know, part of same old Jets, which I'm not going to say this game is, but part of the PTSD with being a Jets fan is recognizing patterns with the team. And I've seen this I've seen this movie before when the offense is so inept it's going nowhere and all the momentum's on the other side I knew at 13 to 3 it was over I just knew it right so at 13-3 this felt over. I don't know why I felt the Jets would put up 12, but I figured in the worst case scenario, a 16-point loss. And uh hey, I mean I'll take a little bit of credit for that. All right, you've been listening to the, the uh fake spike part part, part, part the fake spike podcast, episode 91 now in the books. Who's 91? Is there a 91? Is that Sheldon Richardson was 91? I'm gonna look up Jets uniform number 91. Through the years, let's see. Uh, yeah, Richardson. All right, so it's a Sheldon Richardson, um, Sheldon Richardson episode, episode ninety-one in the books. Everybody have a great Merry Christmas if that's what you celebrate. If it's not, Happy Holidays. I hope you're enjoying your holiday week or any other holiday you might celebrate. I will be back with you next week for a preview of the Seattle game at which I will be attending. I will be attending the Seattle game with my wife and a good buddy, checking out the uh, Jets in seattle for the first time um i I do go to at least one road game every year seattle will be the 28th stadium i've seen the jets in and of course they keep adding new ones so i'm gonna have to add to that but regardless fake spike podcast out be back soon merry christmas